0: The courage to grow is business. The Big Small Business Show made possible by MTN Business, a new world of business.
1: And by Chartered Accountants of South Africa. Lead your industry with a responsible partner. Partner with the CASA today.
2: On the menu today, there's not just one blockchain, like if we say the internet, there's one internet that we all go on, yeah. there is not just one blockchain, there are many blockchains.
1: Yeah, when we get in, in the hospital, the hospital the doctor says, no, for you have a bone cancer. We're supposed
3: to cut off this leg. 5G is the next generation of mobile technologies, and yes, it is a lot faster. Um, in some of our tests, we've got up to 25 gigabits per second hello and welcome to the big small
4: business show now on the show we assist entrepreneurs uh, with uh, different aspects of their business and sometimes uh, we help them with uh, what's going on in the world like blockchain uh, joining me today as uh, he's been doing for many years is Kumaran Padhiachi uh, he is still in his uh, winter warmer Apple, winter warmies huh? mm. I think your Applesque clothing Looking very much like Steve Jobs here today, um, and today our panel discussion is going to be slightly different because we're going to take you into the future. We're currently standing where so many people stood many years ago when the internet was introduced. Some people embraced it, others were sceptical. And today we can't imagine a life without the internet and emails. Today we're going to unpack, unpack, unpack blockchain. Because it's pretty much the beginning of something that will be an everyday tool in the years to come. Joining us now in studio is Mick Mann, and he's a futurist, speaker, and strategist on exponential technologies and the future of professionals. He also runs the Singularity U South Africa Summit as well as Singularity U Johannesburg chapter. Welcome,
2: Mick. Well, it's great to be here. Thanks. Thanks for having me. All
4: right, let's let's start off by talking about this thing called blockchain a lot of people uh, don't understand what it is Um, I think I fall into that category I think I know what it is
2: but I really don't Um, so what is it so blockchain just to just to clearly to to state it very clearly there's blockchain is a technology protocol uh, that's been created that is different to Bitcoin so I just want to make very clear that Bitcoin and blockchain are not the same thing blockchain is a technology protocol that runs, that, that Bitcoin is created on top of, and Bitcoin is a peer-to-peer cashless system. Okay. And there's not just one blockchain. Like if we say the internet, there's uh-huh. one internet that we all go on, yes. there is not just one blockchain, there are many blockchains. Yes. So that's something very important to understand, is that there, uh, there are many different applications of the blockchain, creating blockchains. But what, what so, is it? So what a blockchain is, is that if if we if you a blockchain makes trust obsolete right. is, is a way of describing. We we live in a in an uh, the in a world where our industries are based on the idea of trust. Either implicit trust, where I trust that we can do something together, we can establish a, a relationship of trust, or I trust that your hundred Rand is worth something, or explicit trust where I'm going to pay you something to establish the trust. Now, blockchain takes that away. And by means of it, just I want you to think of a database. Imagine a database where you put information onto the database, and every time you put information onto that database, a new hash is created. So it's almost like a digital fingerprint. It's a unique file, and it's a unique digital fingerprint. And then when you want to add another transaction to that database, you add it. You add it, and another unique fingerprint is created, and, and they link together, so they form a chain, and Everything that was in the previous uh, fingerprint is now added to the new fingerprint and it's, all, and it's all linked in this chain which creates these different blocks and it's different, tro- it's different pieces of information linked together. It's backed up by complex math, so it's got this cryptography layer that's, 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 that's making it uh, very secure, you can't break into it. And um, then what happens is it's also shared across multiple users. So multiple users verify these transactions Mm. and it has to be at least 50% of the users in order to verify it. Um, So you can't really break, uh, you can't really fudge the numbers or fudge this chain. It's this one long chain that gets created in this database. You got it? I got it.
0: Now, just I uh, I got it. For our audience, he and I are six years old. And I
2: explain the same thing as if we're six years old. So if you're six years old, imagine if you take a chicken McNugget mm-hmm. and you want to turn it back into a chicken. You can't do that. This is a famous saying from Don Tapscott. He's a, he's a famous blockchain guy in the US. Because what blockchain does is it creates these little pieces and you can't go back to the original chicken. Just like you can't take a McNugget and go back to a chicken. Wow. So and, and each of these little pieces are joined together to form a chain. And the chain... Is shared with the, the the access to the chain is shared across many many people. I'm six years. Remember that I'm six yeah. years old, right? So, so,
4: so what are you <laughs> it for? So, how do I yeah, use? Yeah, let's get
0: it? to an example. Yeah.
4: That, so, an example
0: in use today, and maybe if you want to one in future, but let's start with an example today. That
2: I'll give you a great work. example. I've got I've got a South African example. There's this guy Lorian Gamaroff, who's created a utility blockchain for giving charity to schools to give them electricity. So a lot of schools in South Africa don't have, they run out of, they don't have access to uh, electricity and their lights go off quite constantly. So what he's done is created Usizwe, where um, you can now go and pay into this blockchain and, and you can see where your money goes to supply electricity to the school. So And you can trace where your money is going and, it's, and, and, and how it's actually giving and how much electricity it's giving to the school. So why could I how, not
4: how put that money into uh, the ESCOM account for that school? Because the, the
2: problem is with the digital asset. The other thing that the blockchain solves is the double spending problem. So what happens is that in, in the digital world, if I give you a photo or I give you a coin or something, you have that coin and now I want to also give you a, a copy of that coin or that photo, you also have it. Who owns it? It's not clear. But what the blockchain does is you can see that I gave it to you first. You can see where the origin of the coin where or the see it on the website? from. Uh, you can see it on a, on, a, on the blockchain platform. So you can see it on this database or this ledger, where you go and you can go into a website, a URL, or an app, and you can access these these ledgers, these blockchain ledgers, uh, and see where the, the where your your currency has gone. Another example is that in for in Sierra Leone mm. they created a, a proof of concept, this company Agora, where they ran the elections, at the same time ran a blockchain election where every time somebody would vote, it would be called out, it would be recorded on, on their system and then it would be put into the blockchain. And people then could go to a website and look exactly how the voting was going at each polling station in a in a in a real time basis. So it's completely created transparency in the voting. It's, 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 as I said, it's, it's, it's shared by everyone. So you can't break into it. Because if you change something in the middle of the chain, all those mm-hmm. other people who have access are going to say, hey, what's going on here? Somebody's trying to fudge these numbers. But you can't even get into it either, because it's backed up by this cryptography, by this complex math. So it's very hard to break into uh, for now.
4: Well, we have to break into an ad break right now. Uh, after the break, we'll continue with more questions. And I certainly have more questions for me. Uh, warm welcome back uh, now our guest in studio today i see i did it i did it i said welcome back you've gone nowhere i have it on blockchain authority that you have gone nowhere <laughs> in studio with me is mcmahon he's co-founder of man-made media and uh, an award-winning media and events company before the break uh, we were discussing blockchain and acting like six-year-olds which is quite easy for for me not so much for Kumaran, he's much older uh, and trying to understand this concept of blockchain, and quite frankly i 'm sort of getting there, but uh, like bit, but uh, well, every time you 're speaking about and give me examples i 'm thinking, but there is a simpler current way that we can do it now because in, in that example of Sierra Leone, somebody 's shouting out and adding it in, but why not add cryptography to a normal piece of software that as I add in then it 's safe, and then given Put it on a portal that everyone can see what what's why blockchain
2: because the blockchain is a the the whole idea of decentralization creates this this trustless system so it's decentralized it's it's a decentralized distributed ledger that is immutable because of the cryptography so so it's the decentralization makes it not so no one you can't have everyone agreeing to fudging the numbers. And you'd have to get thousands and thousands of people to agree to try to fudge a transaction so and try to change a block in I, the chain. I want to focus on that. So
0: the distributed ledger it, ledger, it needs a few people to verify, right? Right. Yes. So in that election, who, how
2: many people were verifying that he voted? So I'm not exactly sure on the actual number on, of how many people were, were verifying, but it was a... a, a Across a number of machines, mm-hmm. and it was com- that one was done with complete transparency, so everyone could see every single vote and every single uh, transaction that happened. Mm. Um, so let's go to the to the uh,
4: how I can. I'm a small business. This sounds like stuff for big guys, big things. How does it affect me as a small business entrepreneur?
2: So. I would say that blockchain technology is not the hail-all to every single business problem. It's not going to give you every solution. You need to look at what business am I in? And you know, blockchain can help with supply chain management. Uh, So if you're you're doing supply chain, like uh, what Walmart just announced recently, is that they have now taken their mangoes and they are trialing their mangoes on a blockchain uh, supply chain infrastructure. That would be a centralized blockchain where they have now full access to know where did the mango come from which batch of mangoes when they see it installed they can know that batch of mangoes there's something wrong with it recall just those mangoes don't recall all the mangoes so they've created a a, you know real transparency in their supply chain working now working now so if you have a a, and they're actually expanding this pilot uh, uh, in the last few months and so if you have a small business that's dealing in supply chain management you can create a blockchain uh, using say ethereum the ethereum blockchain where you can track where how your goods are moving from from place to place each individual good because every single mango is a new block in the chain every time that mango goes into a new part of the of the supply chain it's, it's recorded and it's documented so when the guy was loading in the truck and he took one and he ate it well, then, when it got to the next place where they where they putting it on the blockchain, they would have seen one mango is missing. They know it's from the from the when it went into the truck. Mm.
4: And how do they uh, scan the mangoes with a? Because they wouldn't have an RFID. I, I'm, uh, I'm not exactly sure yeah. how they are scanning
0: you the see mangoes. The, yeah. the,
2: the trouble. But there's somebody that's that's recording it.
0: Okay. Yeah. The trouble I'm trying to get through with these with these things for the audience is that, yes, we we get it at a high level. We get it. I'm trying to break it down right down to the tactical use right now that, in a way that someone can understand. So I think where the, the void comes is when people are still explaining it at level one and level two. You yes. need to explain this at level five, not even at level two. Not because people are silly, because they just need to understand it from that perspective, the analogy, yeah. and that's where, you know, uh, where it goes wrong. I want to read something here that I read recently, a few days ago. Uh... Article titled, Firms Need Business Model Change, Not Blockchain. Not that blockchain is never needed. Yes. And this guy, Jimmy Song, you heard of him? Yes, sir. <laughs> so he says, when you have a technology in search of a use, you end up with the crap that we see out there in enterprise today. So, you know, I've got this thing. It's the greatest thing for everything. And... Uh, no one talks about how. Where's the practical use in that
2: specific sector? Yeah, so I mean, we come from, as 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 you mentioned, from the Singularity University mindset. And Singularity University talks about how computation is going through this 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 this, this, this massive growth, and is creating this this real rate of change is increasing, and they've identified these exponential technologies like robotics, three D printing, AR, blockchain. Uh, infinite computing, nanotechnology, these technologies that are really uh, accelerating at a fast pace. Mm. But some of these technologies are still in the deceptive phase. Yes. And they talk about how, what the, the six Ds of disruption. All technologies go through the six Ds. The first it becomes digitized, it goes into the digital world, and then goes through this deceptive growth. So it looks like it's growing in a linear way. But what's actually happening is that uh, it's doubling with each step based on Moore's law. I don't know if you know yes. about Moore's law. And it's so price performance doubles and halves yes. every every 18 to 24 months. And and by the, as soon as it hits the knee of the curve and it passes that Deceptive phase, it disrupts. And then it shoots up like that hockey puck graph that we've seen many, many times. After that, it dematerializes. It goes out of the real world. We don't have a flashlight. It's in your phone. We don't have a camera. It's, it's dematerialized into software and then it demonetizes, it, 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 it becomes free, and it democratizes, everyone has, has it. So, so a lot of these technologies are currently in the deceptive phase. Yes. So they're not the be all, it's very hard oh, to see for now. some of the use cases for now. But if you understand the way exponential technology works and exponentials, they're doubling, and it keeps doubling and doubling. And so blockchain technology is only in its infancy. It was only created uh, in 2009, it's not even a teenager yet. Oh. So we, we we're at this near of the curve, where we're going to see this disruption taking place in blockchain and many other technologies. Uh, well, I think from
4: from our perspective, because we here in our audience is is mainly entrepreneurs, small businesses, or people thinking about it. Is people saying, "Well, how does this affect me?" or "How can I?" Get, into, uh, get involved in this so that
2: I can use it for my business. And that's what I'm, we try- I'm trying to marry here. Mm. So, so one <coughs> of the biggest ways, I would say, is to start, the only way to get involved is to start exposing yourself to these concepts, yeah. start embracing <coughs> these technologies, and actually going to look online for, there are many different outlets to learn about these technologies. And, and, and as we know, education is becoming more and more abundant and is moving from limited to, to, to free. So you can go on Khan Academy, which you can start learning about blockchain today, right now, for free. You don't even have to register. You can just start watching videos. Mm. You can watch a show like this, and you can start learning about it. And you can you need to start having these conversations and discussing it yeah. with your other peers to start getting more into well, the. We, another
4: before we get we have What's got an ad break now. Okay, just because we have to disrupt this uh, show right now for an ad break. We'll be right. Now. This is The Big Small Business Show, and our guest in studio today is McMahon, co-organizer of the inaugural Singularity U South Africa Summit. Before the break, we were discussing, well, we were having, I think, a one-way lesson on, on this thing called blockchain. And quite frankly, it's something that I'm trying to get my mind around. I've had many people try and explain it to me. And I sort of get it, and, but my issue has always been around how do I integrate that into my life and how will it affect my life and how, as an entrepreneur, can I, I use it? Uh, but, Kamara, before the, the break, you wanted to ask a question.
0: Yes, so before the break, you were saying that, uh, to Alon's question, how do people get into it, and you said, let Khan Academy free courses read, check, and all of that. Yeah. But there's another way to encourage people. You know, when, when someone is motivated towards reading, they either get someone that, a child that loves reading for the sake of reading, or an adult or whatever, and some others are reading because they've got a specific purpose. Maybe it's an entrepreneur in business that's got a perennial knowledge gap, and so that's the thirst that fuels it. Mm-hmm. So there's an external motivation. So with this thing, it's, so I feel it's better to give people examples of what blockchain can be used as an SME entrepreneur in their business right now and in the future. To say, listen, maybe there's not so much benefit right now, but it's coming and get ahead of the curve we're learning. And this is what it could look
2: for in your business. Now they're motivated to give a damn and go. And well, I'll give you something to motivate you. Okay. Yeah. So there was, a, there was a famous meme that came out uh, about this Shibu dog. Did you ever see it? Mm-mm. It was about, I think, two years a year ago. The wrinkly dog. The Shibu, Shibu wrinkly dog. And there was a famous meme. And there was a kid. He thought this was a very funny joke. And, and because blockchain is based on open source technology, it's accessible to anyone. And this kid said, hey, let me make a joke and let me make a blockchain coin called Dodgecoin based on this meme of this dog, Shibu. So he makes this blockchain, he puts it up, he, 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 and, he says, and he says, this is a joke. This has got no real value. It's just a joke. I made my own blockchain and a coin. That became worth a billion dollars. His Dogecoin became worth a billion dollars, and I think now it's sitting at 750 million dollars. So there you have a kid that, have just made a, by, by making a joke, has created a massive, massive uh, business out of blockchain. And these are the types of things that are available to us. If we just embrace it and, and, and try to use it, you can create the next billion dollar company you know, just like a kid did recently. <laughs>
4: Yeah, I recently and maybe we sort of touching on, on moving into cryptocurrency, which I, I'd like to bring you back uh, soon to talk about that as well. But uh, I recently saw an article on a vending machine, the first blockchain vending machine, and I thought to myself, just like like, what's different from that and any other vending machine? Like,
2: why? Is because it you don't need to rely on people. The system is is creates the trust. It's a peer to peer trust system. So, but what happens? System. Just give me my
4: interface with this vending machine. So, I think, I think
2: AB team. InBev did that vending machine. Yeah. And um, and and it's and it really is they'll be able to track exactly the beer that came from the truck, it got put into the vending machine, and then got sold. Uh, you know, so, and, and no one, if somebody steals something, they, 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 they've got full transparency of, of which part of the process it was stolen. So it it's creates a completely trackable system. For me, system the end user, there's to... no difference. Sorry? For me, the end user, there's no difference. For the end user, there's no difference. You just need to know that you're you're working in a much more secure environment. But for the end user, there's no real difference. It just it just it can become it can make things a lot quicker. The blockchain, something that could take. Um, if we look at supply chain management, that Walmart example, something that used to take them six days to look at the mangoes and to try to work out whether what happened with the, the supply chain of the mangoes, now it takes them two seconds. So the, the change in the speed is exponential and the, and, the, and the feedback, the data you can get back is much faster.
4: Let's just talk about uh, content uh, for people with content because one of the,
2: the positives is for people who are producing content. That's, that's what's really exciting is that with the blockchain is going to give the power back to the content producers. Because now the content producers, are, as I said about that double spending problem, they'll be able to, they won't be able to share those two digital photos. To, 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 they won't replicate it mm. because it's, it's protected by the blockchain. So now as a content producer, every time you sell your piece of content, you could get a payment for it. It could be a micro payment or it could be a much larger payment, but it's completely traceable.
4: So, give me a real life example of that. So, I write a, I write a piece you write of music.
2: A, you write a song. Right. Um, I think there are already blockchain content production uh, platforms out there in, in, in Asia. Yeah. And you write a song, you put that song on a blockchain, and now uh, no one can access that song um, unless they, they, um, they pay. They pay. Right. And, and and the blockchain another incredible thing that's been created about the blockchain which is which is falls more into cryptocurrency there's a blockchain called ethereum yeah. and ethereum has now is like crypto asset version yeah. 2 where you can now build software you can build code into the blockchain so that you can create smart contracts so now the smart contract will say if a purchases the song allow access to that person in a smart contract without having people to, to, to deal with it and that person will get access to the song and they can listen to the song
4: but, but, but what stops me just in this I'm sorry to keep going back to the sort of the world now not the future so I download that song I take this I push record and then I copy that song in outside of blockchain okay now what you're going to do so that, uh, so for as long as I'm within the context of blockchain I'm traceable
2: but that song that file Will will have the the code of the blockchain in it, so it'll be traceable. If you play that song and it's on the internet, it's going to be tracked, and you and it won't it won't allow it. But what happens
4: if I then go and play that song, uh, uh, copy it, as in I do a a a. a well, function. then you're a real yeah. criminal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no, but yeah, that's my, my point is that it it works to an extent,
2: uh, for as long as you're within the system. Yes as soon as you leave the system you but it's going to be you won't be able to unless you do like a recording of a recording you won't be able to leave it get it out of the system okay yeah I mean for like doctors another big thing with doctors with medical records doctors that need to be verified by hospitals on their credentials so they they, they've created a medical blockchain in America where you can give access to different hospitals for your information Mm. but they only have access to make sure that you're uh, a credible doctor and then, and then they, they, they don't get your data they don't get to keep your data. So it's creating privacy for doctors and, 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 and giving them control of their own data. Mick, I
4: mean for, for me and I don't know about you Kamara, but I mean this is a conversation that that mm-hmm. is ongoing and, and, and I'm, I'm wrestling with it. I don't know, you seem to be far more comfortable with it. it?
0: I'm comfortable with it. The issue I'm not comfortable about is how uh, this gets explained to bring in a wider audience in it. there has to be and that 's got to come to explaining it at level five
4: you know? yeah. Yeah. so we we've've we've kind of make uh, i I really love the way that you explain and 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 make it simple. The fact that you have a stupid interviewer is not your your fault <laughs> i 'm still battling with it and i 'm sure many of our our um, viewers are also battling to understand its its context. And I think we need to keep this conversation going on into the future as more and more examples become more real for us as entrepreneurs. So whilst you're out there, please keep uh, an eye out for the examples that are valuable to to entrepreneurs where our lives are starting to get affected as it comes out of that that curve. Sure, absolutely. thanks. Please stay tuned to see what's coming up after the break. We'll be right back.
1: When I'm on the street, my right leg is coming. I found a big ball like this. And at that time, I smoke too much drugs.
4: Welcome to the Big Small Business Show. Now, we often have our psyche of success slot today, but... Over the next couple of weeks uh, we're going to be interviewing somebody who is incredibly different and special. And if you haven't uh, heard of uh, Olani Luvuno, uh, your head must have been in the sand. This is the man who finished the comrades uh, starting at 12.30 in the morning and finishing it um, but with uh, one leg and two crutches. And he just won the heart of the nation, and he's become quite famous overnight, but it didn't start there, it didn't start there, right? It it started in a a different place for you. Mm. Where did it start?
1: Yeah, my name is Kolani. I was born in Eastern Cape. Yeah. I'm growing up with a grandmother in a nice place. Yeah, they try to teach me, Kolani, doing the right thing. Kolani, be careful on school. Kolani, don't go with the wrong friends. But you know, as a boy, sometimes you are naughty. When you are at the stage of 16 years, 17 years, you start mm. to see the things. Yeah, I start to smoke a taha, smoke a taha. After that, I end up getting in the big drugs. I smoke a big drugs and I smoke glue, I smoke thinners. I smoke petrol. On that time, the petrol is red. I smoke the red petrol until it's white like a water. At the end, you know, when you smoke too much the drugs, you end up you stealing small things at home, something like kettles, iron. So you sell that things. At the end, they chase me at home. The distant game. Mm. Maybe 2002. I'm too too early or too 3 I'm getting in the jail. Mm. I'm getting in prison. You know when I'm you are in prison. They already chase me at home. Yeah, I'm standing there. They give me sentence of five years. But luck, I found the parole. Maybe I make four years or three years there. So now I'm get out of prison. Where did I get out? I'm going back to the street again. Mm. Maybe 2008 or nine. I'm get out in the street. When I'm on the street, eh, my right leg is coming. I found a big ball like this. And in that time, I smoke too much drugs. So, you know, when you have pain, I told myself, okay, let me kill this pain with a drug. I kill the pain with the drugs, I kill the pain. But hey, maybe six months, seven months, I'm staying, yeah, I used to kill the pain. and that time, I'm stealing, I make, I make house breaking, house breaking, house breaking at Eastern Cape. Yeah, at the end, when I feel like, yeah, now it's a long time I'm walking with this big ball. Yeah, now it's a one day. I don't feel to eat. Drugs is not in now. Everything smells bad. Mm. And I vomit. Every, but one of the guys, I because on that time I sleep in the street of Islandan, the guys I sleep with him in front of the scene, no, Golaniman, let me take you. At hospital, and you know if when you are at hospital, the thing I experienced experience on that time when you are at hospital, you are afraid to die. Mm. Yeah, even me, I said no, 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 no. yeah, yeah. Take me at hospital now. It's enough because I don't feel when I drugs or injecting myself, I, I don't feel nothing. Just smell so bad. Yeah, when we get in at hospital, hospital doctor say no, colon, you have a bone cancer. We are supposed to cut off this leg. Cause this poison can't come here. When you come here, you die. So the better way, let's cut off the leg. So I say, yeah, I don't have a choice. But one of the guys, he say, no, Ish, yeah, the things are so bad with you now, Eastern Cape. Let's move, bra, to Deben better. Cause that guy, he knows Deben. Even Deben, Deben, yeah, Deben, it's so hard to the criminal, yeah, we stay, maybe we stay two months, three months at Deben. Now I'm not stealing now at Deben because I can't run, I can't do anything. Because my last stealing is where? At Eastern Cape. Mm. But one day, I'm coming up to the roof with a one leg. That's that's what I, I I start to say I was never stealing again because when the cops they found me, I have a one leg. They kick me on the stone you To find the kick off the cops in the stone yeah. You feel ah, uh, Now let me know more stealing, but depend yeah. I don't stay nice. Stay. At the end now we coming here Joburg. Jobek we don't stay too much, cause even Joburg it's so hot. Yeah, we start. It's a park station. We are getting, our first getting out of the truck in the station to come here. We're coming with the trucks. Maybe we found a nice driver's of truck. Driver man, sorry man, I have a one leg, but I have a home, a job bag. So my money, road accident fund, they're supposed to give me my money. Now I don't have money. We're supposed to go at Jopek to find my money in road accident fund. They call us Kolani, maybe it's close to million. You found it there. Mm. Help us, man, brad, take us at Jopek. Yeah, yeah, I see, Shame you have one leg. Maybe this money is coming. Yeah. <laughs> so so you, know, you know when you're staying on the street, you have some other tricks to find the thing that you want to find it. And yeah, uh, I'm up. I'm getting at Pretoria. Yeah, Pretoria is a sweet it's a sweet country. All of this country I'm going with in Eastern Cape is so hard.
4: Why is Pretoria so sweet <laughs> for a criminal?
1: <laughs> yeah, Eastern Cape at Joburg, at Deben, Deben, there is many societies and gangsterism. A Joburg, there is gangsterism in They rob you straight. Joburg, you know Joburg. If they want to rob you, they rob you in front of the people like this. Yeah, Pretoria, Pretoria, when they rob you, they rob you another way. Maybe you don't see, hey, yeah, you see at last, hey, they rob me. But jobek you know, even you, Jobek, you can't go, like, but Pretoria, that's why I said, ah, Pretoria, it's because I finish even more than seven months or ten months and no one will rob me. Mm-hmm. And my first place to get in Pretoria is Nelson Mandela Drive. Yeah, if you know Nelson Mandela Drive, close to Unisa. I am mm-hmm. staying under that bridge. I Me mean, more than six years. I am staying there. You know, I used to beg at Fountain Circle. Mm-hmm. When you beg at Fountain Circle, I beg Fountain Circle.
4: I know. I sleep. Where? So I what you do? Are you? Doing? Are you, or what, or you were you one of these people on the side of the road asking yes. for money? Right. For
1: three hundred and sixty-five days, I am standing in a robot's like like? Uh, yeah. It's the thing I'm using to do, to standing on the robots. When I found a man, I'm going to buy it. I don't have another thing to carry this dirty pins. Sometimes you saw someone who attended the class with him. You say, yeah, this lady, I know, or this guy, I know him away at Eastern Cape. Yeah, maybe now it's a nice thing. It's a leg child, something like that. One of them, they called me another. Aman, you are not a kolani. At that time, I'm dirty, 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 dirty. Yeah, you see, this lady is a madam. Mm. But this lady, you are in one class, both of you. Now you you are standing on the robots like this. And you are so dead. You carry dead things. Mm. You are like you're working at Maspala, but you are not working in Maspala. But that lady, I told him one thing. Uh, uh, you don't know me. Me, 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 I'm I'm not a South African. On that time, I'm acting like it's not me. Because I'm shocked. This lady, it's him. Yeah, it's really seem, because I'm shy on that time. I end up telling mommy, I'm coming to Zimbabwe. If I am said I'm South African, they say, no, go home, you see. That's mm-hmm. why I end up, I change even me. I say, no, I'm not a South African. And end, I'm going at Irene, because you know, when you're standing in one robot, all of you, even you guys, you found like, this guy, he bored. Six years or five years. <laughs> same say, face. Same face. Yeah, I'm staying, Irene, i stand Irene, maybe two years I'm standing there or three years. There is one guy who used to pass me, yeah, this guy, they pass me, yeah. Every time they ask me, so you not drinking, you not, ha, <laughs> I'm not drinking. I'm sure to say to him, me, I'm the son of pastor, or me, I'm the pastor. Because it's not easy to tell you, big guy, in the first day, you want to help more, you stop in the robots. Hello, how are you? Yes, I'm good. Are you smoking? No, 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 no. On that time, I'm high. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. I don't, I don't smoke. Because if I say to you, I'm smoking drugs, you can't help me. Mm-hmm. So now, why are you staying here? Ah, yeah. Hey, at home at Mamilodi. I don't say it, I'm staying in the street. At home at melody, yeah. Hey, grandmother, they, they have a problem. They have a sick man. And we don't have a food, enough food man at home. And I have a four children. Me. So now, yeah, my children at school, I talk many things. Because we know you, when you're talking about the children and family, at least you make a plan. OK, that guy, here's 1,000 mm. But one day, Mr. Infender they asked me, Aman, can I help you? You know, me, I was never thing to work. Because general, you know, at South Africa, if you don't have a qualification, if you don't go with school South Africa, South Africa need a metric. If you don't have even a metric, me, I don't have even a metric. I so and on another side I have one leg. I can't go even a contract. So I can't work. And I don't have an ID. But one day Mr. Heinfender came with me and said, Nah, Mano I want to give you work. I said, hey, how can I work? But I have a one leg. But I tell him one thing, okay. Maybe I clean I, or make a garden. When you make a garden, maybe I sit down. But the thing I wish, it's only to work, Mr. Einfender. But Mr. Einfender, is I no. he take me out to the street. He give me the job.
4: We're going to have to end. And uh, next week, we're going to hear about uh, how you go from that position to completing the comrades. Thanks for being on the show. Sure, I hope you found that as enthralling as I did. Please uh, come back next week. An absolutely incredible story so far. And definitely want to see how we get somebody from this position um, to the the mental strength, the psyche of success to finish the comrades uh, with one leg and two crutches.
2: (laughs) so,
3: (laughs) (laughs) So 5G is almost a bit like a Swiss Army knife. It allows you to actually tailor the network and the technology for specific applications.
4: This is the Big Small Business Show. Now over the past few months, there's been some hype around 5G technology and how it has the ability to fast-track things like robotics and augmented reality. Joining me now in studio is Dr. Ryan Vandenberg, Head of Technology Innovation at MTN South Africa. Welcome. Thank you, Alan. So let's just talk about 5G. Let's start with what is it? I know about 4G or LTE, is it just a little bit faster?
3: So so 5G is the next generation of mobile technologies, and yes, it is a lot faster. Um, in some of our tests, we've got up to 25 gigabits per second, which is a, just a bit faster than you can get on LTE. But it also is designed for other types of applications, such as the Internet of Things, trying to cater for the massive increase of of devices that we're expecting into the future, technically up to a million devices per square kilometer, and for mission-critical applications, stuff like remotely piloting vehicles or drones or anything, or doing remote surgery, where the latency is almost life or death. You have to make sure that you keep it as low as possible. So 5G is almost a bit like a Swiss army knife. It allows you to actually tailor the network and the technology for specific applications. What I didn't mention was
4: that uh, today I'm in studio with Kamaran who um, is one of these people who loves technology and uh, and has also got a couple of questions.
0: So, how far away is it? I know you're trialing now, we yep. would want to hear a bit more of this, uh, how that's been going. But, how far away is it to being deployed in South Africa?
3: So, we started our trials at the beginning of the year in January. Um, and, you know, these things take uh, done in phases. So, the first one we did was sort of an indoor um, 5G trial site at, at MTN headquarters with, mm. with Ericsson. Uh, and the devices are still a little, little large at the moment. They're about 200 kilograms and on a trolley, so it's a bit larger than your normal handset. But we were able to get an accurate reflection of the throughput, the latency, the kind of performance of the network. A couple of weeks ago, we then did a second trial with Huawei in Hatfield in Pretoria. And this was a fixed wireless access demo. In other words, if you've ever gone to a store and you've bought yourself a 3G or an LTE router, put a SIM card in and used it as a replacement for a DSL or a fiber line, um, we basically used a 5G router. And we got pretty good throughput. Um, we got up to 500 megabits per second, which bear in mind the amount of spectrum we had to play with was, was very, very good. And that's, that allowed us to test the, the technology outdoors. We've got a few more trials planned, um, but I think going forward, the biggest challenge we've got actually is Spectrum, as Mm. is always the case with mobile Mm. networks. Uh, Technically, we never actually received Spectrum for LTE. Uh, or 4G and we actually had to reform all of our existing spectrum for 2G and 3G and shuffle it around so that we we're able to cater for, for For 4G so to go to 5G right now is extremely challenging without spectrum being allocated This just what spectrum means for somebody uh, Watching and doesn't understand what that means. What sure. does it mean? So spectrum is effectively the radio frequencies that we're al- We license and we're allowed to use nationally to broadcast um, all of our communications every phone Will speak on a certain frequency, every tower will speak on a uh, a certain frequency, and we use that to basically facilitate our communications. The number of frequencies, to put it simply, determines the amount of capacity that we have. Mm. If we have less spectrum or frequencies available to us, that requires us to put up a lot more tower infrastructure, which is expensive and costly, because we have to then densify. Uh, if we have more spectrum of frequencies to play with we it's a lot easier for us And, and, and government releases that frequency and go- government regulates the frequencies and they the haven't
0: spectra. done that for 4G as yet No, you've done a MacGyver around exactly this. right so if they haven't done it for 4G yet. I mean, how
3: <laughs> Yes, it's you a challenge That's that's 100% right. Look, first off, I do need to say that the 5G spectrum globally has not been finalized yet. It will be finalized at at a conference next year in 2019, but there's a lot of consensus in the industry in terms of what frequencies will be used. But when that is eventually done, it is gonna be up to government to actually sit down and say, these are the ones that can be allocated for the mobile operators, and yes, it is a concern because if we haven't got the stuff for four g yet, I'm not sure when we're going to be able to get it for five g and that will limit roll up and what's our frames. coverage of four g at the moment as a percentage like if Kenya is like twenty percent right I think we're reaching in the sort of the 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 frame around close on eighty percent um eighty percent um population coverage mm-hmm. um you know. 2G is pretty much almost near 100%, 3G is a little bit further behind, LTE, you know, these things, we find that we're able to roll them out a lot faster with the newer generations because we've got existing towers in there. Mm. But it is still a costly exercise. You've got to put new equipment in and it takes time to get it out there. Um, but, so, yeah. So just from a, from a
4: business point of view or from a consumer point of view, will it be more expensive than 4G for me to you? Will I feel?
3: Will I pay more for that speed? I think when 5G first comes out, like any new technology, the devices, the equipment is going to be expensive. Yeah. You've got to wait for mass production to be reached. Okay. So in the long term, certainly not. Okay. Let me ask you, what if for our audience at Entrepreneurs,
0: SMEs, uh, what opportunities will this open up for them? Give us some specific examples, if you can, and obviously, that will then maybe inspire, motivate government to come along much quicker because that will stimulate
3: the small and medium sector, right? Yep, yep so. sure. So I think you know, 5G's been designed for the applications that right now can't be catered for by existing technologies. There will be an evolution, but, but it's, it's pretty much designed for, for three different categories. The first one is what we call enhanced mobile broadband. Those really high throughput use cases, stuff like virtual reality, 8K video streaming, Augmented reality. And those are the sorts of applications that maybe you know, businesses and entrepreneurs could actually look, start looking at doing once we could facilitate that. The second one is massive IoT. Literally, where, you know, at the moment we do have some machine to machine communication devices, we have IoT out there, but it's not nearly at the density that it's going to reach. Eventually, we will have devices on everything from, you know, your normal electricity meter all the way up to um, vehicle tracking, cattle tracking, everything you can think of. And they're anticipating up to a million devices per square kilometer. Mm -hmm. So there's obviously entrepreneurs can consider basically applications around that. What can they track? How can they do the data analytics and the machine learning algorithms around that? And then the last one, which is probably the most futuristic and where it's going to be slightly further along is what we call mission critical services. This is the stuff that requires ultra low latency, where literally, as I said earlier, it's a bit life or death. So can we remotely pilot a vehicle, a mining vehicle, Mm -hmm. so that rather having miners sitting eight, nine hundred meters underground in a dirty, dusty, hot environment, they can sit in a nice, comfortable office upstairs and basically drive those same vehicles as if they were downstairs. Can we fly drones for a security company remotely in real time so that they can put them into potentially dangerous situations and respond without putting somebody in danger? Or can we do remote surgery in a rural area with zero latency without any risk to the patient? Those are the sorts of applications that, those industry verticals that entrepreneurs could start considering now, although I will say that last lot is going to probably be a few years away before we're ready for them. Yeah. You know,
0: we see, last question, do we see, you know, there's this parallel between the growth in digital and networks in an economy and the growth of the economy. It's not maybe a binary one-to-one relation but certainly there. So this would be helpful for us as a country. What what are some of the obstacles that would be in the way in the path of, of of making this happen
3: so I think certainly I mean I've said it already but I'll say it again because it's pretty much the main obstacle for us is spectrum allocation mm. uh, if government was to come on board and allocate the spectrum as soon as possible that would certainly speed things up uh, obviously there are other things that could help Ob- getting people to start developing applications that require getting the business demand up getting people to think about that Certain also motivates for us to, 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 to move this forward um, but I'd say spectrum is pretty much our, our primary obstacle at the moment Well, that's all
4: we've got time for. That's all the spectrum we have for today. (laughs) Until next time, from all of us, goodbye. And remember, if you think it, write it down, put it on blockchain and make it a reality.
1: Big Small Business Show is brought to you by Chartered Accountants of South Africa. Transform the future of your business. Partner with the CASA today. And the courage to grow is business. MTN Business. A new world of business.